Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The readings that are appointed for Joba Pachayev for Venerable is readings that are assigned for Venerable, the monastic saints. It especially underlines for us because the wisdom of Solomon, especially in the first few chapters, is playing out the broader themes of wisdom that we find in the Old Testament. But it is a little bit more fine-tuned because it is putting the wise man and the foolish man right next to each other and weighing them out. This is a theme throughout Scripture. There's two ways, right, from Deuteronomy, as soon as God made a covenant. There is the path of life and the path of death. When the wisdom of Solomon, the way that the author explores this, is that you have the foolish men who think that they're wise because they worship idols, because they basically materialists who don't believe that there's anything after this, and uh, we should just basically party. It almost basically says that in the text. Let's eat, drink, and be merry, because why not? (laughs) We're going to die, and that's it. The wise man, they of course then scoff at, and they say, why is he trying to do all of this stuff? That's a lot of work. Being wise, trying to be righteous, there's actually conflict. There's actually uh, denying oneself. There's actually uh, expending oneself for things that do not give immediate feedback or fruit the wise man is playing on the long game the afterlife that what happens after this so we have these readings and we can see the icon of the venerable job and of the venerable moses we see especially one of my favorite texts was actually the first text i ever preached from here, my first sermon here, which was the second reading tonight of God arming himself, putting on the full armor, putting on his helmet, getting his sword, and then saying, hey, all of creation, join me. We have to attack the madmen or the senseless ones. Job, of course, The zeal is what is described as the attribute of God, as this metaphor of him putting on the full armor. We're familiar with this language, right? Ephesians, the full armor of God, the breastplate of righteousness, all of this stuff. This image, I remember when I first read these things, because this book, Wisdom of Solomon, is not in the Protestant Bible, right? This is in the broader canon that was accepted for the first well, we can quibble about canon and acceptance and all that stuff, but generally it was in the first millennia and in the Roman Catholic Church to this day, and of course in the Orthodox Church, the Wisdom of Solomon is one of the canonical texts that we read in church, which gives it a weight beyond anything else. So we encounter here the zeal of God as his, as his full armor, and who better to represent this attribute of God than to see Job of Puchayev. If you noticed in the hymnody they pick up from his life, do you know when he entered the monastery? How old was he? Ten. Ten. That's Ellie going to the monastery. 
that's young. And it says that he'd been reading the lives of the saints before then. He'd been reading scripture, going to church. And he says, goodbye, mom and dad. I'm going to the monastery. He goes to the monastery. They wait to a closer canonical age for him to be ordained to the priesthood, 31, which is close to the canonical age. And he, throughout his life, Job is very well known, of course, because there was a printing press there at the Lavra, at the monastery in Pochayev. And if you know about his life, the time period, there's a whole lot of controversy going on in Ukraine at this time. A different kind of controversy than now, but controversy. You had the Union of Brest just a few years before, and so you had those who had left the Orthodox faith and joined themselves to the Pope of Rome. You also have at the same time, not only those who have left Orthodoxy to go to the Roman Catholic Church, but you also have running around Protestants. It's almost like we have a modern father. He has Roman Catholicism on one side, Protestantism on another. And so what does Job of Wachayev do? Well, he has a printing press, which there's not a whole lot of printing presses in the Orthodox world this time. Because where was the rest, most of the rest of the Orthodox world outside of Russia? As in not Russia? They're under the Turks. Do you think they allowed them to print things? No, they didn't. So Job is very famous in this time period because he wrote a lot in defense of the Orthodox faith, trying to reconcile those who had left the church or to protect those who are still in the church from going over to Rome or leaving for Protestantism. That's why he's a defender of the faith. That's why you can see there's a zeal in him. But at some point, the zeal, he wasn't just into polemics or something. At some point he said, I'm tired, I'm done. And he went off and he was a hermit in the monastery as well and served as an abbot. But we see this zeal, not only for God in defense of the faith, uh, to articulate in a way that could be understood. And he is, of course, after his repose, he was considered an incredible saint. To this day, uh, there is, on the 28th, tomorrow, uh, except I now have to do the translation, the old calendar, new calendar. <laughs> uh, there is a gigantic procession uh, around the church with his relics. This is what the, the church asked to do this. Uh, I think 1902 they started doing this, but there was already this feast day that we're coming up, uh, a very large gathering of people to uh, thank him, to pray to him for his intercessions. We also have then the Venerable Moses, the Ethiopian, who is an incredible father of the desert, uh, let's say a millennia or so before Job, Pochayev, <coughs> And we have in him, I would say, the holiness of the virtue of this shield, this unconquerable shield of holiness. It doesn't mean that he didn't struggle. If you read the life of Moses the Ethiopian, it's a lot of struggle. He lived a very, let's say he was the foolish man that we talked about in the Wisdom of Solomon. He just did whatever he wanted to do. Whatever he wanted to do. And then when he converted went to the monastery, he then had to live with years of doing whatever he wanted to do. And that meant, especially uh, prevalent in the life of Moses, is a battle with lust. That he was somebody who needed holiness and the fathers taught him for vigilance. That means prayers, all night vigils, etc. 
And also, of course, what many of the fathers tie to a battle with lust, fasting, to control what you actually put into your body and into your stomach. So we have in Moses an incredible uh, icon of repentance, striving for holiness, because uh, sometimes we read the lives of the saints and it just seems like they're this way and then, ta-da, <laughs> they're saints. But with Moses, you get a little bit more into the actual struggle that he sought out help, uh, that just going to the monastery, and you can ask anybody in the monastery, just going to a monastery does not mean that you suddenly get sanctified because you put on black robes and you go to church more than everybody else. No, in fact, as the way the fathers talk about in the desert, the, the attacks increase. You actually deceive yourself more. And so your struggle is actually increased. So let us, as we consider God the warrior who fights against senselessness, the foolish man, the righteous man, let us strive to be the righteous man who roots himself in the word of God, in the law of God, in his righteousness, knowing that that means struggle and sacrifice now for an end beyond this life, as we see in the lives of the venerable Job of Achaev and of Moses the Ethiopian. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.